Mission. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. So, Brit, every day that we uh, we come here, we have this crucial, difficult, painstaking decision on whether we're going to go hard and talk about things in a legitimate manner, which may duplicate what folks already know, and they don't need to hear things from us, and we're a podcast, and we're, or do we want to try to bring some kind of uh, unique bit of information, some some spin on something else? We mm. have to decide each way, and 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 uh, this day, Tuesday, is is one of those days where I, I, I really kind of can't decide because they kind of merge with each other. I don't know about you, but when I saw on Tuesday morning the graphic go up on the bottom of the TV that Trump was going to do his uh, one-man show, one-man <laughs> show <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. No, it's not Donald Trump plays Hamilton. It's not uh, Mark Twain Tonight starring Donald Trump or Donald Trump Raw. Which, you know what that that movie never gets shown anywhere. The Eddie Murphy, which was kind of a landmark stand-up movie, wasn't it? Uh, this will this will date me a little bit. I believe the girl that I was most associated with in high school. I think that was our first date. We went to go see Eddie Murphy Raw. So I yes, I that was your last date. <laughs> no, no, things got off to a swimming start after that. And she, we had a we had a lovely, very fulfilling teenage relationship, if you know what I mean. But yeah, it was better than watching Dirty Dancing twice. But yeah, no, I you don't see Raw that much, and and the Donald Trump five o'clock follies resume. There's been a, an incredible change of heart in this administration after the, in the past forty eight hours, Brad. The president now saying that wearing a mask is a patriotic act, whereas two weeks. Four weeks, six weeks ago, many of his uh, followers would have said it's a completely anti-American, communist, soy boy act of war. But now the president saying it is an absolute act of patriotism, Brad. Did I not say three months ago that the smartest thing for him to do as the mask thing started to blow up would be to come out wearing one with a presidential seal or even more low than that? The one that said, make America great, sell them, what, whatever, have fun with it and, and get everybody on board to do the right thing. Remember when I said that? I do remember this. And, and, and he didn't listen to me. Uh, so now <laughs> all these months later, and, and I don't expect a shout out today from, from that. But by the way, remember that tweet that mentioned that it's a, a patriotic act also took about seven other cheap shots at the whole idea. So l- l- let's not take out of context. <laughs> when he accidentally is the broken clock right twice a day and, and, and says that because he doesn't mean it. You know that. And, 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 and I know that. So again, this is the marriage apology. If it has to be dragged out of you and you don't apologize to your wife until two, three, four days later, or in Donald Trump's case in this you know, four months later, which he isn't even apologizing for, and as, again, I said three or four months ago, there will be a point in time, I don't know when it's going to be, that Donald Trump will take credit for mask wearing. He will say, I was the first one to encourage people to wear masks. No one would listen to me. He will lie about the history of this whole subject. I predict, mark it down. He will, he will now start to lie about it, because that's the only way he can ever get out of something where the facts are, 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 are crushing him as they are 
right on this well, issue. Fast forward to a month or two, or now, how many how many lives did the president save by saying that people should wear a mask, Brad? How many people are walking? <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're going to do. Well, that, that, but that's that's part of the package. That's, yes. that's what you're going to get when when you open up the little box with all the lies in it. That's one of them. When it's the uh, mask box. So I, I guess this means all the Karens that are shouting at people in Trader Joe's and Walmarts and Targets across America will now drop it because I mean the president now said it's 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 a it's a patriotic act as an American it's a great thing to, so I guess we, we can stop all of that stuff. Well, the, 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 there's so many ridiculous angles to this because uh, are you helping all of the poor people in this country who work retail, who work in restaurants, who have been enlisted into the enforcement arm of mask wearing and get attacked, shot at, punched, kicked by the, uh, well, Karens of the world, and, and, and worse than that. What's the male version of Karen? Isn't there a, I was, you know, I just, a, when, there a when, guy I, name for? when I, when I went through my head on it, just now I thought Lyle. Lyle makes a good Karen to me, but I don't know many Lyles. Yeah, yeah. But, but does this now at least give one little tiny arrow in the quiver of the unfortunate people who have to, to try to make sense of this and get people who patronize restaurants and, 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 and stores and things to do the right thing. Well, the president says it's a patriotic. I think you're going to get punched even worse. I think they're going to go crazier now. You know, I don't think this, this isn't a, a, a question of, well, whatever Trump says, they automatically do. Or Today, suddenly, all the anti-mask, anti-vaccination people, by the way, Venn diagram, heavy, heavy uh, commingling there for the future. You know that's coming. Um, the, there's no way that uh, those folks are going to turn on a dime, okay? Because, uh, remember, they're, they're getting their information not directly from the pre They're getting it from, from the internets. They're getting it from, from websites. They're getting it from from Fox News. They're getting their cues not just from Trump on the mask issue because it's way past that. It's way beyond that. This is about freedom. This is about freedom. And, and what they will do is when presented with the fact that even Donald Trump now appears to be pivoting on masks, they'll say, well, I don't care. Uh, he was right before. Well, are you going to not vote for Trump now because he changed? No, I'm still going to vote for him. He's still, he's still right. He's okay. the man. Right, he's still the man. He's, he's still the man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, but how do you excuse this away if you are a Trump voter? He's just doing what he has to. He don't want to do that. But they just made just pressured him so perfect. much. You got to do it. Just, just perfect. Just perfect. I, I uh, guess that's what they're doing. Right. All right. So if uh, if we're going to stay within the, uh, the the realm of the uh, trivial, uh, here's your headline. Uh, Trump says the game is over for him if the athletes kneel during the national anthem. Yeah. Now, remember, what we are doing, and, and just so you know, we are fully aware of what we are doing here when we talk about these completely trivial things that mean nothing, that they do play into Trump's hands of diverting attention from the fact that he is the worst president in United States history, that he does not care about how many lives are being lost, have been lost, or will be lost in what he mistakenly thinks is a forced reopening of the American economy and ignoring the fact that we have an epidemic, we have a virus, we have a disease that is spreading 
the word wildfire, I don't even think describes it anymore. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. It's, 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 it's everywhere you go. And he's pretending that it's not real. He's pretending it's not a big deal. He's pretending he's doing a good job. He's pretending that all the equipment is in all the hands of all the doctors and the hospitals in the country and everything is fine and everything you're hearing statistically is just a big fat lie. We, we understand that that's what he wants. We understand that, but I think that is so baked in now to what I feel like is now two-thirds of the country. I feel like he, like two-thirds of the country now gets it, at least on that part. So that gives us space to talk about this kind of bullshit that uh, should not be a distraction, which, by the way, he should be garroted for for just saying this because, again, he's out of tune. He welcomes the return of professional sports but says – Quote, the game is over for him if athletes de- uh, kneel during the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner before games. Well, can I speak on behalf of uh, all players and all sports fans? We don't give a shit if you don't watch baseball <laughs> anymore. We don't give a shit if you don't watch the NFL. We don't give a shit. And you know why? Because we don't like you, and we don't care what you think. And you know what? Colin Kaepernick has kicked your fat, flabby ass he won you lost okay (laughs) he is the face of the way the united states is approaching racial issues right now you are not and i think that does allow us to 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 kind of pivot to what appears to be and this isn't even hail mary fourth down kind of stuff this is beyond that this idea of sending in uh federal troops to a bunch of uh, large American cities, or as Donald Trump described it, controlled by Democrats, um, to quote unquote fix their problems. And uh, this is just way, way beyond what we've ever seen a president do. This is the autocracy. This is a dictator. This is uh, somebody who believes that there are lots of really scared white voters out there who are really, really worried, and the only way to keep them safe is to send in the troops, no matter where it is. And uh, ground zero for this right now, of course, is Portland, Oregon, yeah, with uh, Chicago coming right in behind. And and I would just like to, to uh, ask a rhetorical question. I know you're a big student of law enforcement. Over the, you've, you've written several books on this issue. Sure. A couple of mine was my thesis in college. Could Could you tell me how a large contingent of federal troops can stop drive-by gangbangers yeah. who randomly shoot people very often yeah. uh, having to do with drugs and grudges and things of that sort. This is Yeah, gang activity. Gang, right. But how, how does that – tell me how that works. How does, how does that, that, that get it done? I would be ill-equipped since we don't really know where these federal troops come from, how they are sworn, what their uh, powers are, what the limitations on their power. You see, when you are in a particular state, you have sworn law enforcement in your city, in your county, like a sheriff. There are specific duties that are assigned to each sworn officer. You can do this. You can't do this. The the you know within you, within your county you are able to do this. Now if you venture outside of your county you don't have any power, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to know where these people came from, exactly how they've been sworn, what their powers are, where they take people. They just kind of put people in vans and just take them places, and no one really knows what they do to them. 
They, I don't know if these people are obligated to Mirandize anybody. No one seems to have any answers. And I think under previous circumstances, they would have been called jackboots, Brad. Hmm. Oh, you're not helping me here. <laughs> I can't. I can't solve this equation for you. I just you know, cannot. I'm. 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 I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for good answers, and and you're not helping me now. A cynic might say, "Wait a minute, Donald Trump, the inept, incompetent president, who has uh, dropped the ball on." The issue of our lifetime right now, the taming of the coronavirus and bending the curve downward so that our country and our economy and our schools and our sports and our games and our mobility can slowly be restored. The, the guy who has dropped the ball on that because he played this game, this back-and-forth game, the New York Times and the Washington Post both have done great, long, exhaustive stories on how this was a deliberate strategy to not do anything at the federal level, throw it to the states, blame the governors, and then at the same time talk about how they've gotten everything they could ever possibly need from the federal government, but it's not my fault and I don't take full responsibility or as he said on Monday, I take full responsibility. That's right. Get ready for one of those those flip the face ads, you know, where where the the mirror image comes up because you're gonna have Trump saying I don't take responsibility for anything, and then flip it around. He says I take responsibility for everything. Remember that? That's like four months ago. He said that's right. I'm yeah. responsible for nothing. Now he's responsible for everything. But he's not responsible for the coronavirus. This is all your governor. This is all your mayor. This is this is all. Uh, local stuff. But when it comes to local police activity, he knows best city by city, state by state, region by region, and that's a federal function. See, everything you learned in school, your little constitutional law classes, your little law students with your law degrees, you know nothing. Donald Trump is the guy. There's Where is it in the Constitution that it says a president has to address a coronavirus? Is it there? Where does no. it say in the Constitution no. that the president is supposed to have some sort of police force? I don't understand what, what that no one knows about, know where they Donald, came from, can't Donald identify Trump, themselves or anything. This is where you're wrong. Trump several weeks ago said, I have the power essentially to do anything I want. I'm allowed to do anything. Remember that? I do remember that. that. Exactly right. Exactly. But as you usual, like he, the center square on a bingo card. It covers everything. Okay. I can also say that I've got the biggest dick in the state. It doesn't mean it's true, but I, I'm just going to say it. He shouldn't say it. That, that's, that's stupid. Right. That he, just because you declare it doesn't make it so. Right. I'm sorry. That just ain't how it is. And, and under, I mean, I don't, again, you can't even get into the whole, if Obama did this, blah, 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 but no, there should be that. right, right now, if anybody who allegedly cares about the constitution, Lindsey Graham talking to you, for example, there should be hearings about how people are able to abduct American citizens who are peacefully protesting, throw them into vans and take them to undisclosed locations for, I don't know, 
in unlimited amounts of time without ever identifying themselves as officers, without Mirandizing anybody, without notifying anybody that they have a prisoner or a detainee in custody. Uh, they, what are the what are the links to which they can chart? There should be like hearings going on as we speak right now. People throwing fire, asking questions to somebody who can ask. Who hired these people? Where is the budget for these people? What is their experience? What is the, the, the limit of their authority? Are they just able to go up to anybody in any American state and territory and just abduct them for whatever reason, hold them for as long as they want to, and then, I don't know, maybe you can murder them. Maybe this is Saudi Arabia. Maybe we can just go ahead and get a bunch of Jamal Khashoggi's out there and just chop their bodies up, and nobody has to answer for it. I, I, I don't understand how people are, are not more upset about this and i'm, well, I'm not playing i'm not playing the the people aren't outraged enough about it but okay i'll play the people aren't outraged enough about it yeah. well uh a- as usual poindexter you uh, inadvertently stumbled into the truth there in the the uh, middle of that uh, incoherent or no uh when you use the word saudi arabia yeah. i think you hit on it because donald trump since day one has fashioned himself and has shown admiration for the dictatorial unlimited powers of the Saudi Arabian princes. That's why he traveled to that country first. That was the first place he went to after being inaugurated. And Putin and the guy in the Philippines and uh, Kim Jong-un and the guy in China, uh, his good friend Xi Whatever happened to that delicious chocolate cake that they enjoyed together? I, I, they can whip it up at Mar-a-Lago anytime they want to, Brad. Right. right. But uh, I, I think that you're just seeing a reversion to the mean, the meanness of Donald Trump, because he's a cornered rat. He doesn't know how to get out, and he's using his most base instincts, which, by the way, that's quite a statement to talk about Donald Trump's base instincts, as if there are some positive good ones to, to, to have uh, traveled from over to, to his his most uh, elemental base animalistic instincts. And uh, what's left? I've got to show everyone, and I'm going to lie about it. I'm going to lie every moment. I'm going to run commercials that say, if Joe Biden is elected president, you will not be safe. And, of course, no one, I don't think, is escaping the irony and noticing the irony that the video that Donald Trump is using in the commercials to show how unsafe it will be if Joe Biden is elected president, not just in the big cities where this video was shot, but in every town in America, every little city is going to be overrun by these people. That video was shot while Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Exactly. When people <laughs> were supposedly not quite as safe in cities. So you want to talk about self-reinforcing craziness back at yourself, projecting onto others what is all about you Um there it is. I mean, he should have been at least smart enough. They should have been smart enough to use some some video images from, oh, I don't know, during the Obama administration when the uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street people, when it was getting kind of ugly. They, they should do that, and they should label it there so that people think, oh, it's going to go back to that moment. But we can see <laughs> that the current video that he's using is from right now while he yeah. is president. This is on 
his watch. And, uh, um, it's, he's, he's desperate. He's, he's got nothing left. The, the, the polls come out every day. They're a little bit worse. They're a little bit worse. And I see he had an answer for why did he, uh, get rid of his campaign manager if everything's going so good. Cause of course he's out there, but we're doing great in the polls. We, right, right. Yeah, who doesn't want to be 10, 12, 15, 20 points down in every category, in every demographic? Yeah, we're, we're right where we want to. We've got 25% secret people who won't say they want to vote for me. They're coming out. We know it. We know that's not true. Um, uh, yeah, but all, all of that is accurate. And remember we used to, we used to get that early on in the administration. The uh, gang of adults that was there when General Kelly was there and Mad Dog Mattis and a few others who were kind of re- – and the, the secretary, Rex Tillerson, was there. and They were keeping him in line. It, and no one – because this this magic force of people who abduct folks didn't just appear. Nobody ever thought that it might not be a great idea to give Donald Trump a budget and a bunch of people who can just go out and be sent and sicked on America's alleged Antifa. <laughs> Nobody ever thought, you know, maybe that's not the best idea. And, and even now it's like, ah, yeah, just – Give him a bunch of people he can just unleash on people that he hates. I mean, it, it is. It's North Korea. It's Russia. It's Saudi Arabia. It's it's all of those things. And I can't believe that there are enough people within the administration, within our government, who just kind of go along with it. But I guess I, can, I have to believe that because that's exactly what's happening right in front of my own stinking face. I, I think you've set up the, the, the future that we all kind of look forward to, which is the post-Trump era, which we hope is is just six or seven months away where they all spill their guts. They all talk about how we knew. Of course we knew what was going on. What, do you think we were stupid? Do you think, you think we all just sit there and watch Fox News? Fuck no. <laughs> and they're all going to say it, Britt. They're all going to say it. And, and one of the things that keeps people from resigning, except for a very, very few, and walking away and then speaking the truth, is that just like you said, they think that they're better off staying on the inside and controlling what they can control, taking the sheet of paper off his desk so he doesn't see it and act on it if it's a bad piece of of uh, executive order type uh, legislation. That's not legislation. It's just an executive order. Um, and th- there must be so much of that. Because um, if there isn't, we're in more trouble than we know. If, if they really been, and, and, and you know, for all we know, the greatest book of all may be written by Kellyanne Conway, the biggest liar of them all, the biggest fake of oh. them all. She may, when it's all over, say, "Oh, of course George was right." All of them. we don't know. We don't know which one of these people. And by the way, I think we do need to take our our hats off. Uh, not for very long because you can get a sunburn really fast in this, in this heat. Well, sure. Um, but we'll take them off fast to, uh, George Will, who did what very few have been willing to do. Not only did he, before Trump was elected president, say, this guy should never be elected president. Um, I'm out. I'm not a Republican anymore. And then he lived up to it and, uh, essentially has been one of the leaders of the Never Trump movement and has written so eloquently for these last few years. And he quit Fox. He's uh, now a commentator, of course, on MSNBC. And uh, I believe still speaking truth to power on this. But he said, I've never in my life voted for a Democrat 
ever. I started voting for president in 1964 for Barry Goldwater. I voted for Republicans ever since then. I am voting for Joe Biden. Now, that is in contrast with all of these other people, almost to a T. No matter how anti-Trump they are, no matter how never Trump they are, when you scratch this and go, but are are you going to vote for Biden? Well, I can't vote for a Democrat. I'm I'm going to sit this one out, or I'm I'm going to write in Ronald Reagan, or uh, I'll vote Mickey for Mouse. a third party. Which, of course, we've already dissected this, and everyone knows if you don't vote for Joe Biden, if you do anything else but that, you're voting for Trump. And so George Will has done the one thing that sets him apart from just about all of these other people. He has taken the ultimate step and said the best thing for the country is to replace Donald Trump with Joe Biden. It isn't just you rail against Donald Trump and then agonize over who you're going to vote for, or, or you say, well, maybe I'll come home. You know, I, I just can't vote for Biden. He just didn't. No, you must vote for Biden. And good for George Will. Thank you very much. Uh, George, the George Will thing really is a nice transition because George Will, of course, has written several books about baseball. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler joining players Monday in kneeling during the national anthem to protest racial Trump's injustice. Out. Trump's done. He's <laughs> done with you. Well, I'm sure now he is Nancy Pelosi's best friend. Gabe Kapler is, and they probably tea together in a bathhouse somewhere in San Francisco. This happened in, uh, before the during the national anthem to protest racial injustice before the team's exhibition victory against the Oakland Athletics. Kapler telling the team earlier in the day that everyone would be supported by the Giants no matter their stance, and he knelt along players while others stood in place, according to ESPN. This comes on the heel of news that on opening day for your Washington Nationals, the world champions, Dr. Anthony Fauci will be the man who will throw out the first pitch, which seems to be a real thumb in the eye to Donald John Trump, who has not taken the bait yet on Twitter and talked about how the Nationals suck, at least yet. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they suck. They're the world champions the last time I checked. I could right. be wrong about that. Right. Uh, but I, I, I think, uh, you know, in the last time we had a baseball season, which was about 12 years ago, the, the, the Nationals <laughs> one everything i uh I, I facebook this and if you look on my facebook page you will see i have this wonderful shot of trump in a yankees uniform this must have been from an old timers day 20 years ago or so because he actually fits into the uniform oh, okay God. and the like the one thing you wouldn't want to see right now is trump trying to squeeze into a uh, a major league baseball uniform yeah. right now and you Babe ruth the, line too right 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 but the one thing that Trump hates more more than anything is someone getting more attention, more applause, more notoriety than him at any given moment in time. Pick a second in the last 50 years. If someone at any moment is getting more attention than Donald Trump, he hates them. He's jealous of them. He tries to steamroll them. He tries to cut in front of them. That shot of him, what was that at one of the, uh, the overseas meetings a couple years ago where he was in the second row as the, the uh, leaders of the world were, were stepping forward for a picture and he pushed aside yeah. the leader of Montenegro, which is a small country over there by the old, you know, near Slovakia and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that area of the, the Balkans, a small country. Um, but Trump pushed him aside to me. That was so metaphorical. Uh, 
yeah. for 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 everything that you know about him and that you've seen him. And in the case of uh, Dr. Fauci getting to throw out the first pitch, of course it bothers Trump. Of of course it does. Is he going to say anything about it? He might. He he might not. Um, and I think it all goes back to um, when George W. Bush, who let's face it, didn't have a lot of great moments during his presidency, but he had a few. And one of his best was when he threw out that first pitch after 9-11 at Yankee Stadium when baseball resumed. And he threw a strike. <laughs> remember, he just nailed the pitch. Do you, re- do you remember the backstory on that? Is he's warming up before the game, and he's kind of throwing a couple of practice pitches, and Jeter comes up to him, just kind of watches a little bit. Yeah. And Jeter goes, if you bounce it, they're going to boo you. And he just kind of walks off nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bush, well, whatever it takes, right? The the Secret Service wanted George W. Bush to wear uh, a jacket, you know, protective flak jacket or something, and he just he's, I'm not going to be able to deliver the pitch the way I want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I do it because of course the Bush family has been baseball, they've been steeped in baseball for two or three generations, including right. his dad playing at Yale. Yeah. Um. So he, he was like he he didn't play the thing, and I think he put a little. If you go back and watch it, it's tremendous. It's one of the best first pitches you'll ever see. I, know, I, know. I think he puts like a little curve on it i think he throws a little bit of a curveball into it just to, just to be a complete stud about the whole situation mm-hmm. a tweet from seven hours ago from the president of these united states donald john trump and this one will turn it the uh, uh, logic on its head again thank you for the good reviews and comments on my interview with chris wallace of fox news we may have set a record for doing such an interview in the heat it was 100 degrees making things very interesting Exclamation point. Okay, there, there's not one, there is not one word <laughs> of self-reflective truth or acknowledgement of reality. If there was ever a subject that he should have said nothing about right. and just moved on, it would be that hour. The only thing that he can brag about is the fact that Chris Wallace didn't ask him about what about the fact that you're not doing shit about Russia putting bounties on American soldiers? That's the one subject that he did not cover. But everything else, he did a damn good job. And uh, even people that hate Fox and, and think they're in the tank for Trump, which they are, and say that when they have interviews like this, it's just as cover. It's a fig leaf for what they do 24-7. Even those people will say that Chris Wallace was pretty good at fact-checking him in real time, which is very hard to do because he's just this machine gun of bullshit when when you sit down. Um, so to, there were so many insane, off-the-wall, false, lying, dangerous quotes that came out of him uh, during that hour that to try to repackage that and repurpose that as it was a great triumph and the ratings were high. And, and isn't it great that we did it in the heat? Because there are several points during that show where they mention how hot it is outside. And Chris Wallace a couple of times said, that was your choice to do it out here. Right. Okay. What kind of fucking moron decides to sit out? Did, did he think that Chris Wallace was going to sweat and look bad or was going to wilt and, and, and not be as tough on him in the heat? What the fuck is he thinking is, you have I, it inside what do you think it's, it's i think you're, you're hitting a home run there but also i think it's to the point where 
the people in, in the White House who would normally take care of him and, and at least say, I don't, I don't think you want to do this, sir. You're going to look sweaty and stuff. They, they're not even trying to save him or they're trying to put their opinions out there. And he's like, fuck you. I'm the president. I'm going to do what I want to. I mean, either one of those scenarios is bad. But I think the people in the White House, it feels like to me, have given up. They're just like, I can't do anything with him. I, I, I think even Mark right. Meadows, about five seconds into the job, went, there's no way I can do anything with this guy. I'm just going to let him just run into a wall about 50 times a day and bloody his nose because I can't do shit about it. I, I, I have this feeling that you're probably right, but we will not know until the fall of Rome. We, we will not know. You've, you've, uh, it's so over. you've watched the West Wing. I mean, you've seen some of those episodes and those were, you know, uh, they did have consultants on that show that had worked very closely in real White Houses and real administrations. Everything was orchestrated from every visual to where the thing was going to happen. They had backup plans for this, that, and the other. So under normal circumstances, if you were going to do a major interview with, that would be seen all over the world, there would be people in the communications office that would be like, we can't. There's just, it can't happen outside. It can't happen here. We can't do it in the Roosevelt room. There would have been some sort of fail-safe plan to get the thing right and the visuals correct. And, and either, again, nobody gives a damn or he's just not taking their advice and he just wants to sit outside and look like a sweaty pig, which, which may be exactly what happened. I, I have no idea. But it's the, the dysfunction is so strong now. It's so amazing as we cruise toward the finish line in this shit. Well, uh, uh, you, you may have seen it uh, as I was watching that thing on Sunday with Chris Wallace. There was a moment where a fly landed on Trump's left shoulder. Oh, no. All right. And the fly started walking towards Trump's head. And uh, it's about six or seven seconds of the fly on his his jacket. And you can really, really see it. And the fly gets sort of close to Trump's head. And then it moves away well on my facebook page i turned that into a video caption contest what was the fly thinking okay <laughs> <laughs> but but th that's because they were outside mm -hmm. if you're inside the chances that you're you're going to have distractions like that are a lot less and you know what somebody did somebody found that video yeah of barack obama yeah being interviewed and a fly lands on him and and Obama notices it and very coolly That's swats right. it and kills with incredible, it. With incredible instincts, right. he just slaps it, done, <laughs> end of story. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's not a question of, of trying to stage manage every moment. I mean, w when you have a mental patient as, <laughs> as your client who isn't going to listen to you anyway, and no matter what you're telling him, he's thinking, they don't know, I know better. And I'm president, and they're not. And if they're so smart, why aren't they president? I exactly. am. Then there's nowhere to go. There is no bit of advice that has any kind of real meaning if if that's your attitude, and that has been his attitude. And it looks to those of us on the outside that several days ago, he unilaterally decided that it's time for me to get back out there at five o'clock every day and, and get my fat face on TV and give the appearance because he doesn't really care. He can't decide now I care. I didn't care for the first five months of this pandemic. I have to give the appearance of caring and that will help my poll numbers and narrow that advantage that 
Joe Biden has on this issue. I have to make it look like I care and that I know what I'm talking about. And looks like, as you said, no one can tell him anything. He's not interested in hearing people say to him, you know, you did that for about 10 weeks and it was a disaster. That was when you would go off script and talk about Lysol and it's going to go away in four days and all the other kind of things that you see on that, that reel of highlights of stupidity from those, um, those appearances in the afternoon. I'm not going to call them press conferences. I'm not going to call them coronavirus updates because they are, and today I'm sure will be just not even remotely anything but a rally. If, These are I think it's for the rallies that he yeah. can't have anymore. It's more perfor- the, it's more performance art than anything else, and I'm not saying it's good performance art, but that's essentially what it is. You're insulting performance art. <laughs> it's not performance art. It's a it's a it's a train wreck disaster. It's throwing paint <laughs> at the wall and thinking you should uh, be able to get uh, two million dollars for throwing paint at the wall. He is that guy, but I think it probably morphed over the last few days, where initially. Not only did he decide, I want to get back out there and do this, but I will have all the, the doctors, and they will speak most of the time, and I will back away. And that slowly changed. Yeah, of course. To not, only, not only will the doctors not talk most of the time, now I don't even want them there. It's all about me. I'm running for, for re-election. I don't need them. They're not voting for Fauci. They're not voting for Burks. They're not voting for Dr. Redfield. They're not voting for any of those. They're voting for me. And the ego has taken over. It's and, like, uh, yeah, that's like Ed Henry releasing a statement saying, I will mostly have consensual sex and I have no handcuffs in mind. Uh, so you, you just know it's bullshit from the very beginning. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It was never going to happen at all. The Justice Department accused a pair of Chinese hackers today of targeting vaccine development on behalf of the country's intelligence service as part of a broader, years-long campaign of cyber theft aimed at an array of industries, including defense contractors, high-end manufacturing, and solar energy companies. Justice Department officials called the suspects a blended threat who sometimes worked on behalf of China's spy services and sometimes worked to enrich themselves. We call that the best of both worlds, Brad. The officials said that an indictment secured against them earlier this month and unsealed on Tuesday was the first to target such a threat. I'm I'm seeing nothing about this on Donald Trump's uh, Twitter feed. Apparently, this story does not. He should be asked about it directly. But if if they get caught up today uh, talking about some of the trivial shit that we're talking about, kneeling at baseball games and 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 some of that crap. I mean, you got to think that the subject of opening schools is going to come up and Trump is going to lie about it. And and uh, he's going to attack the Florida Teachers Union as being a bunch of communists uh, for for uh, caring about the safety of their their membership and the, the safety of all the other people who are uh, going back to school. Um, but is this story today that you're just reading? Mm-hmm. Does this connect with the one from last week that had the U.S., uh, Britain, and uh, Canada all together going uh, after I, China? Is this, or is this a separate thing? Do you know? It's separate, but I don't know if I if, if we go on down the road with this thing. If I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they are connected. You know, some of these people are networking together for nefarious purposes. Yeah. See, uh, I mean, I, uh, clearly, you know, China's a bad actor. We know that, and mm-hmm. there isn't any president that is uh, not reasonably going to, to try to take some action. And Joe Biden looked straight into the camera on Monday 
and said to uh, to Putin, don't fuck with our elections. He said it the right way. He was very presidential. For he's once. What you, he, he's what you want. Right. It only took him three and a half years to get it done, but he finally did it. No, no, no. Again, Biden, no, Biden said no, this. Oh, no, Biden said. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it, it's no, and he, yeah, and, and he's he's been very stringent about that the entire. But the guy who's actual president, he's not actually said but that Trump, directly no, to no, anybody. No, 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 no. The actual um, president of the United but, States. But, but, but right, the bottom the bottom line is though, people are not thinking right now about who should I vote for. This guy or or that guy? Which one is tougher on China? Let's talk about that at the kitchen table, Madge. That's the. <laughs> it, it's not. That's not what's going on here. We. I can't remember my lifetime when we've ever voted for president based on foreign policy. It doesn't happen that way. People vote their pocketbook. People vote their feelings, their emotions about what they think about the person running for president. The the uh, who would I rather have a beer with question is probably more indicative of, of who wins elections than. Well, uh, OK, you know. I'll play. I'll play that game. Who wins that? I think Joe Biden wins that. Right. hundred. Exactly. You're not you're not going to knock it out of the park by by talking about how tough you are on on China. That just doesn't it does not resonate with enough people. And Joe Biden uh, can counter every move that Donald Trump is ever going to lie and brag about by saying how tough he is on China and look what come out, came out today, blah, 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 blah. The, the, the reel of compliments that Donald Trump has thrown towards the, uh, President Xi, including mm-hmm. right as the coronavirus was uh, breaking out all over the world and the compliments to how transparent the Chinese have been and the rest. He, he's got nothing to stand on. Everything that he tries has a, a foundation of quicksand right below it or a trap door, just like Dr. Evil. Push the button, bam, the chair goes down. <laughs> because he's full of shit. And the, the string has run out. We've talked about it year after year after year. One day there will be critical mass. I think we're feeling it right now. There's there's just nowhere for him to go. He is he is at the amusement park. He is in the house of mirrors. And every time he turns, he bumps into another mirror. It's really hard to get out of there. I really think it is. Brad and Brit.com.